Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, where, depressingly enough, snowblowers are already on the floor at no, my Fratelloni's. Mike. Brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 688, September 7th, 2021. 98 degrees was the record high. That occurred in 1976. And in 1956, it was as chilly as 40 degrees. Party. And now, Party from the degrees. mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Great news, peeps. What do you got, Braz? Back in studio? That's yeah, great news. Yeah. Fun fair, huh? It was fun. Yeah, yeah, always. There's a lot of people that are going to really prefer this year's fair because they enjoyed the fact that they weren't shoulder to shoulder. I'm one of them. I mean, you, I'm one of you them. didn't have to wait in line for anything. No. Nope. Although, did you guys notice how much more expensive everything seemed to be this year? Yeah. As yes. opposed to. I think the vendors may, with the wink and a nudge, have added a buck or two to a, uh, an item. Yeah. Great news, peeps. Uh, as Minneapolis faces its most important ballot question, I say I say in the history of the city, Judge uh, Hennepin County District Judge Jamie Anderson uh, has agreed with the, the second lawsuit brought by the Don Samuels group in North Minneapolis, a group of thinking adults, and she has ruled that no, the ballot question as you have it uh, constructed is too unreasonable and too vague. Now, seemingly in a confusing turn of events, Judge Jamie Anderson was the same judge who in mid-August said, no, you cannot have an explanatory note. But that doesn't necessarily contradict No, I know. I got it figured out. Here. I got okay. it figured out. I think in mid-August she was asked about the legality of the explanatory note. And she yes. found it problematic. Recall that? She found it problematic yeah. and, and, and biased. And she said it's the job of, a, you know, the function of a ballot is to assist the voter in easily and accurately identifying what they are voting on, she wrote in August. Even in service of this principle, attempts to enlighten voters on good faith issues may create an unfair advantage one way or the other uh, if extraneous information is allowed. Okay. To me, all that says, uh, all that means is you asked me to, you asked me to look at this uh, explanatory note and I find it problematic because you are, you are too, quite too literally, it seems to me, I'm putting words in your mouth, I could be wrong, but she says you're attempting to lead the voters by the hand right. uh, uh, to vote no, which they should absolutely vote no. So, but she's, she's a judge and she's following the law. So she says, no, you, you really can't have that explanatory language. Now the ballot question comes back to her and she says, well, this is a piece of crap. This doesn't do, <laughs> right. this, this, right. does, this doesn't answer anybody. This doesn't help. Uh, if, if we follow her uh, August thinking, she said the proper function of the ballot is to assist the voter in easily and accurately identifying what they're voting on. Like a, the, like a hunting thing. Uh, the, the should it be approved or not approved? The ballot question as it was as it was favored by Yes for Minnesota, does not accurately identify anything the voters voting on. 
So now they're in a rush. Today's the deadline. Okay. So now the city council, the salon, who are incompetent fools, they're trusted now. What they've failed miserably every time. They're still the ones entrusted now to reshape that ballot question, and it better inform the voters of what happens. And they don't get extensions, right? There. This is the. I, this is the. I, this is the I, day. I think this is the double secret probation deadline because you got to get the ballots to the printer. Okay. And, and so here we learn today that she's thrown out the safety ballot, uh, safety uh, language. Uh, Tuesday, today, she did it. Uh, she tossed the initially approved language by the Minneapolis City Council to be on the November ballot. The City Council now has to reconvene and create new language. Judge Jamie L. Anderson noted that the original language was vague, ambiguous, unreasonable, and misleading. The judge also wrote that it would amount to substantial harm if the ballot question were put off to a future election. So, uh, so this is the question that must. This is the uh, question that now has to be refigured. Shall the Minneapolis City Charter be amended to strike and replace the police department with the Department of Public Safety, which could include licensed peace officers, if necessary, with administrative authority to be consistent with other city departments to fulfill its responsibilities for public safety? And she's saying that's utter, utter amateur nonsense. Uh, that doesn't tell the voter anything. And so now we'll have to see what, the, what they come back with. Right. Uh, and we're we're rooting for adults to prevail here, and you know I've been toying with the idea. I've been thinking about it on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life. Kelsey uh, made a reference to it in a, a very serious email a couple of weeks ago, and I was I've been reading some other things. You know why? Why would an outside uh, group like MoveOn.org and George Soros be interested in Minneapolis not having a police department? Why would they care? What's their stake? And I think I found the answer, however, accidentally. Okay. There's a guy with a book coming out. Uh, his name is Michael Schallenberger. Uh, he has got a book to be released October 12 called San Francisco, Why Progressives Ruin Cities. I think I saw a news item on this. It's a 400-page book. It's uh, 1,100 endnotes. It's coming out October 12, and I was just reading his own preview of uh, why he did this book and why he thinks progressives ruin cities. And I think I can link something he's written uh, to why an outside group would want Minneapolis to not have a police department. And not only Minneapolis, they would want no big city to have a police department. They don't believe in, they don't believe in policing. Well, here's, here's what he wrote in, uh, in touting his upcoming book. The governing majority in some of America's cities seems to believe that the only real public policy problem is how to pay for letting people do whatever they want. From turning public parks into open-air drug encampments, to using sidewalks as bathrooms, to handing over whole neighborhoods to people who are heavily armed and purposely, purposefully unaccountable. That, that describes Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. What... What the true Mysterians want is to sell America on the idea that law enforcement is in of itself racist. That they much prefer in the salon to look at citizens as victims. And therefore, if they're victims, 
they shouldn't be punished by the presence of police authority. Right. So authorities, <coughs> excuse me, Perfect authorities time. in play, uh, laws are in play, and, and you're seeing this all the time. I mean, in San Francisco now, there's a program that ostensibly will pay people not to shoot each other. <laughs> well, progressives have been in charge of San Francisco, L.A., and Seattle, as well as California and Washington during most of the decades uh, in which the problems I describe have grown worse. And he goes on to say, uh, <coughs> my word, maybe the state fair is catching up to me. Just a minute. Well, that'll happen at the great Minnesota. I think he has Fairvid-19, not COVID-19. Yeah. I think that that's a long way to helping us understand why there is literally such investment, financial and emotionally, in an outside group who might have seen Minneapolis as really ripe for this, really ripe for this breakthrough. And then, then the cities would fall like dominoes. Just because of our history with being... Uh, touchy feely bike lanes and all that kind of stuff. No, no, We're at the forefront. No, no, no. no. Uh, I think they saw Minneapolis is ripe for it because of the way Minneapolis responded to the death of George Floyd. Okay, and and so these activists pounced, and if they succeed, which which I'm beginning to think they won't, if we get the right ballot question, if they succeed. You know, then this Seattle falls. Yeah, then pre- Portland right. falls, and San Francisco pretty much has already fallen. Chicago needs to fall. 58 shootings and five dead over the Labor Day weekend. There was a guy that posted a photo, uh, speaking of San Francisco, that said, my rent for my high-rise apartment is you know, $4,800 a month or whatever. And there was a guy going to the bathroom right in front of the front door <laughs> of that building. But the progressives, I, I prefer to call them Mysterians, they don't like the United States structurally. They believe that it's an unfair place, particularly to uh, marginalized communities, for example. And the way they're handling that is some of what you see in the failed academy. They don't handle it by expecting behavior. They handle it by their wish to accommodate bad behavior. But that, in turn, makes it worse for these um these communities right exactly because they are their thinking is in and of itself ruinous it's the same as what they're doing in the failed academy we we're not going to test anymore for proficiency in math and english you're you're going to move on and graduate you'll be somebody else's problem mm-hmm. what a way to go through life <clears throat> the, the the mysterians do not expect law abidance because they think the laws are part of the structural realm that they so despise. But I'm not tracking with you because how do they not see that what has happened and the loss of police officers, how do they not see that that is actually harmful to these marginalized areas of cities? Because I don't, how think, do they, because I don't think they care about them. You know, we go back while, to one of all my... the while purporting to care. Right, all which the keeps them in power. Right, right. Okay. You know, Mysterians don't like people. I've said that for 10 right. years. They just don't like people. Yeah, so, but that's, not an, that's just an aside. That's not an agenda, is it? I, I think it might very well be. 
because I don't like people, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't want Limited. to do anything to harm these people I don't like. I mean, you guys, you know, you're, you know, I don't want to see any harm come to you three, four, however <laughs> many there are. Do you really think uh, anyone in the salon in Minneapolis, you really think they care about people? Nope. No. I think they, they care about their own. They care about their agenda. They right. care about their little fiefdom and yeah. in, in remaining in power. Uh, there was a piece either today or... It's really hard for me to get behind that. It's just so hard for me to grasp the fact that they they say they care for you all the while they everything they do is again you. Mm-hmm. Is that a bleep, that word, Rook? Five again, again? Again you? No. Again. Against. Well, I, that, this is just my take on it. I could very well be completely off base. I, I don't think well, I, I think am. It's a fascinating line of discussion. I don't. I, I don't think you're that far away from the truth. I mean, but if I, if you I, really loved people, would you continue to govern Chicago the way it's being governed? Oh, God, no, no, absolutely not. New York, San Francisco, Portland. Portland is a dumpster fire. Yeah, and will continue to be because they don't plan on changing anything. And there's enough structural integrity still in place that they have not yet been able to bring about their ruinous schemes. But not a lot of good news is coming out of downtown Minneapolis, for example, where structural integrity is still keeping the city together, but it's becoming hollowed out. I've been reading about it. The, the nightlife is down. The uh, uh, shops are shuttered. Uh, I think there's one hot dog vendor left in the IDS food court. Things like that. These small, small examples of people coming to their realization that uh, this ain't working. This ain't working. Hold up. Yeah. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. right. <laughs> and and uh, if, if these progressives, the Mysterians, succeed in convincing the city of Minneapolis to forego a police department, well, that's, that's truly the end then right there. Because what that will bring into play is a new public safety agency run by the salon, which has the underlying ideology of we think lawbreakers are merely victims. There you have it. Wow. <laughs> what a way to think. Uh, yeah. Lawbreakers are merely well, victims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You nailed that one. You know, that you're you're absolutely right. So therefore, what the hell do we need police for? We'll we'll send out our mental health counselors and our social workers and, and uh, that's worked so far done. for the last twenty five years. Doesn't, with the, it doesn't uh, doesn't work at all. Doesn't work at all. Because what you're surrendering is one of the most fundamental principles of human life, which is follow the rules. Yep. All you got to do, follow the rules. Follow the rules. The rules are really not which that difficult. Which apply to all of us. Shouldn't make any difference what color you are. Right. Follow the rules. They don't like rules. Go back to the, uh, who's the mayor of Duluth? Emily Larson? Yeah. yeah. Remember she wanted to uh, forbid the use of the word chief. Yeah. Well, what she, what she was really 
arguing for was forbidding any sense of authority. There's nothing wrong with the word chief. It's authority that's under attack. And it's authority that compelled Yes for Minneapolis to receive a hundred grand of outside money from moveon.org, who I think they are attempt they are attempting to bring about a, a ruinous, ruinous social experiment mm. in their misguided belief that they're virtuous in doing so. That they're they're reaching out to help the people who have been uh, victimized by committing crimes. Never mind the victims of the crime itself. No, right, no. right. So, so today they're over there. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, John. Somewhat related, the Oklahoma City, uh, the shoplifters who just walked into Lowe's, loaded up uh, carts Mm -hmm. with stuff, Mm -hmm. and calmly walked out the door and put them in the car and drove away. Yep, yep. It's sort of related to that in that they won't do anything about it. The police said, well, we're not going to, you know. Yeah. Lowe's, Lowe's security people can't stop them. And uh, and the police said, yeah, whatever, yeah. Well, like my experience, that brief experience I had in Walgreens last winter, where the three girls dashed in ahead of yeah, me yeah. and then dashed out, each with a basket of beauty products. And mm-hmm. I went back and told the manager, I have a license plate. He said, oh, yeah, I'll call it in, but it's okay. I mean, we're used yeah. to this. We're used yeah. to this. And that uh, I attribute to the simple fact that there's just not enough police. They're running from call to call. There's no lingering police presence where they're hanging out talking to people, walking the beat, being seen. I want, if I was the mayor, I would, uh, my, my platform would be, I want so many cops that we have bored cops. Yep. I want cops looking for something to do. And then the, those type of crimes would be gone. But such a careful constituency has been created by this salon that the fellow or gal who came along with that message would not get elected. Oh, no, no shot. Would no not get elected because yep. because they have trained and groomed people to be dependent on their thinking, on the thinking of the salon, on the thinking of the government. And they're, and they're, uh, they're buying the idea that it shouldn't be against the law for me to uh, pickpocket somebody on the light rail train. And you're right. This or, started or in the, it, their, not even pickpocket. Right, right. Beat the crap out of them and start pounding on their head, taking their cell phone and their money. This is just like you said, Joe, an extension of the failed academy, where you don't have you know two plus two doesn't have to be four. No, you doesn't know. have to be. It can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Laws can be whatever you want them to be, and we happen to think they shouldn't be. Period. I don't know where they draw the line. Uh, I suppose if enough people got murdered in the street in broad daylight, somebody might come to their senses. Well, it's gotten to that point. Yep. I mean, how much worse can it possibly get? I get the Highland Villager, which yep. is a neighborhood newspaper. Very familiar. And I, I, I read the crime report every time. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a guy in Fairview and Grand yep. who was a so, car uh, stopped, forced him into the car, took his wallet and cell phone, and then drove him a mile away or something and let him out. That's this this lawlessness is not limited to any specific neighborhood. It could be anywhere. Wait a minute. No. Hold up. It's, wait a minute. So Something here, right? They forced him into the car. Yep. Drove yeah. him a mile and then dumped right. him. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So when he's screaming and yelling, nobody saw anything because it didn't have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
You know, you brought something up about the, uh, oh, the social workers and whatnot. I think Sheriff Fletcher called them de-escalators, right? right. And he yeah. actually found them useful right. in certain situations. Uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with them. But no way do they re replace a police force, right. the sheriff. No oh, way. Of course not. They, they could not. They could not. Have you guys been reading about how difficult it is to buy a new car in this country? Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's, it's amazing. It. Uh, it was a front page story on the Wall Street Journal, I, maybe? I told you about Johnny, our guy down in the shop, who ordered a vehicle in January and just got it a month ago. Schmelz has inventory. Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen Fiat and uh, Alfa Romeo in Maplewood on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. Multi-generational dealership with three great brands. And right now, there's 0% for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagen vehicles, with the exception of that electric ID4. 0% uh, for 72 months on Fiats. 0% for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. I've owned numerous editions of all three of those brands, Volkswagen, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo. Uh, and I'm entirely satisfied and will continue to be uh, check out the inventory at SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, or SchmelzFiat.com. Hey, Garage Logic would like to welcome Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services to the podcast. Andy and his crew at Kahuna take care of all the stuff around your house that you really hate doing. Window cleaning, gutter cleaning, pressure washing, roof washing, they will even put up, take down, and store your holiday lights. They service the entire metro area from North Branch to Norwood, Young America. Kahuna is also a veteran-owned company and honored to be recommended by Trust Vets. Throughout the entire month of September, they have a great special on soft washing just for GLers. If you look under your eaves on the north side of your house you'll probably see some gray dirt it's actually algae it can grow anywhere siding patio patio furniture deck and even on your roof the proper way to clean this is usually not with water pressure kahuna's soft wash method uses low pressure water with a mixture of algicide to kill the algae so it stays clean longer and doesn't damage your house right now for glers only pricing for house washing packages start at just 299 dollars this special will only run through the month of september head to kahunawindowcleaning.com to schedule a washing. Make sure that you ask for the GL special. kahunawindowcleaning.com Alright, are you guys ready? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, we're ready. The question is, are you ready? I'm always ready. It's the end of the world as we know it and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Oh, and speaking of Joe Souchere, uh, Souchere, sorry about Souchere? that, Joe, uh, a special message for you right now at moonmotorsports.com. There's three pages of used bikes, 13 pages of new machinery, and by the way, parents and grandparents, there's a bunch. I noticed a bunch of CRF, Honda CRF 50s priced to move. That's just in case you might have a notion for that child or grandchild. Nice. Mm -hmm. okay, come on, Grandpa. Uh, the reason for me snooping around moonmotorsports.com. Uh, oh, hey, by the way, they're, they're up in Monticello or down in Monticello. Uh, on the south side of 94, just west of 25, huge cathedral filled with motorized toys like bikes, sleds, ATVs, side-by-sides. Anyway, uh, I was comparing Skidoo Summits and Polaris RMKs. They have plenty of both, but the thing is, 
even if you don't see it on the website, give them a call, email, or better yet, visit. See what they can do. They're the area's premier dealership. They offer 10 brands of motorcycles, snowmobiles, and whatnots. They have a great service department, plus parts and apparel, whether your love is on the road, off-road, snow, tracks, whatever. Moon Motorsports has a machine to fit your passion. Family-owned and 50 years strong, moonmotorsports.com. Such, uh, based on the topic you were talking about previously, Jordy just sent us an email. This is from the New York Post. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. 6,500 accused felons go scot-free as New York City's DAs decline to prosecute. Oh, okay, it's happening. There you go, right there in a it's nutshell. Happening. It's happening. Thank you, the San Francisco DA does not want to prosecute. These are people with connections to the mystery. How about this number? Prosecutors dropped, this is in New York City, prosecutors dropped all charges in 16.9% of the 38,635 felony cases that were closed in New York City during 2022. What's, what's your source there, Chris? What, what source? New, New York Post. All right. New York Post. Can we return to the uh, state fair for a moment? Wow. The recently concluded state fair. I thought you closed fair. that out too soon. No, no, but okay. I, I, okay. Well, well we had, I think we, we're we going to have to call it the Great Minnesota Super Spreader, though, aren't we? We not yet. Not yet. Okay. Uh, a, a group attempted to storm the main gate last yeah. night, including a guy yeah. with a gun. The Ramsey County Sheriff's Office reported that shortly after 8 p.m., the group, including a man with a gun, tried to force their way into the fair through the gate at Snelling and Midway Parkway. Isn't that the main gate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair security and sheriff deputies responded to push them back. When they would not obey orders to leave, the deputies used a handheld chemical agent similar to mace to disperse them. Fairgoers attempting to leave were delayed during the altercation and then allowed to exit in a controlled manner because they were following the rules. See? Right. They were engaged. Is that by the is that the one by O'Gara's? Is yeah, that right by the main gate. Okay. Yes. Okay, my question is Two. Uh, the fair was going to end last night, and yeah. you decided at 8 o'clock to take it in and force your way in, you weren't going to see much. Right. She's shutting down by 8 o'clock on Labor Day night. Well, my guess is this is a group that wasn't really intent on going to the, the you know. They weren't there to see the crop art? <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah, they weren't there for the corn dogs. <laughs> yeah. Gabe was there on Sunday night with friends, and there was a rather large police presence, and there were rumors that someone had breached the state fair and had a, a a handgun. Oh, really? So, uh, yeah, there was a very strong police presence. So I don't know if this spilled into tomorrow. You know, I was there late Friday. I know you guys will find this shocking. Um, really? I was there late on Friday, and I noticed it a completely different fair than when we were doing the show. Really? There. A lot more uh, LEO presence at night. It does. It's a it's a different beast at night. Once the lights come on, it's uh, it's a different state fair. Well, uh, I thought it was. Uh, very peaceful. Uh, I thought it went yeah, off I, without a hitch I, until I, I 8 o'clock too. last night. Yeah. <laughs> and then these morons decide to storm the gate. Right. You'll and, see at night there's a larger um, gang-like presence. Hmm. Not gang Can for I talk sure. about the serious issue with the state fair? Go. And, and I, I, I'm not going back until this change is made because, frankly, I'm sick of this. There needs to be a gizmos on every single <laughs> corner at that stupid state fair. I Seriously, still haven't had one. you shouldn't you shouldn't have to walk more than a quarter of a block to get a gizmo. Pull some of those damn Prano pump and corn dog. Who like, come on? Pump. Who eats a Prano pup? Gross. <laughs> Pull half of them out of there. Replace them with gizmos. 
Okay. That's I'll, what uh, I'm with. Talk to I'm with you, Kenny. Well, you that know, is uh, my demand. That's you know who demand. joins you, Kenny? A somewhat uh, parallel track is the vegan community. Oh, no, there's oh, nothing vegan about the gizmo. The, no. Uh, I, I think, I just don't know what to make of this story. It's a Pioneer Press story that says, State uh, Fair creates a uh, flux of emotions among the vegan community. <laughs> New vegan food options have sparked conversations about the ethics of going to the state fair, which showcases animal agriculture when living a vegan lifestyle. It's rev- read. It's written by Ava A V A. How would I pronounce that? Ava, maybe. Ava, it's Ava. Ava Kean. Uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, probably a, a young reporter, possibly. But and I mean her no uh, intense uh, criticism. But this isn't a story, and it gave me uh, some insight into modern journalism. The vegan community. Uh, then they're pointing out uh, Laura Van Zant, a vegan blogger from St. Paul, <laughs> Come okay. on. has a yearly tradition of going to the fair with her sister. She then publishes a blog post with her vegan finds at the fair, which she says is one of her most popular posts of the year. Uh, Van Zant is attending the fair to support the new vegan vendors, although she isn't fully on board with some practices of the state fair. I don't know that I can say that I fully reconciled with it myself just because I know that my money is supporting things that I don't agree with, she said. Because of her blog, she feels that her attendance provides a service to others and ultimately to many animals. If I can help promote the vegan items that are there, knowing that people who are sharing those posts are really interested, I know in the end there are animals being saved because of what I'm doing. Okay. And it goes on and on. And I got to thinking, this isn't a story. Right. It, it, it highlights some vendors who have some vegan dishes. This isn't a story. It's a non-story. There's no news in this story. What is her number? What percentage would it will it be okay for her to have seventy percent, thirty percent vendors be vegan? It's it's supply and demand. This is the uh, market. But I I got to thinking. I think what in in and not just at the Pioneer Press. Uh, I remember reading a story I believe in the New York Times about someone. Uh, advocating that uh, they should only dry their clothes outside on a clothesline, mm-hmm. which is what everybody did until dryers came along. Right. And and now you have this story, well, there's vegans at the fair who are grousing about maybe not enough. These are friends of whoever wrote those stories. That's how these come to play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how come there's not any vegan? We're, you know, we have a group of vegans, and boy, we only have two vegan shops. Right. Again, I, I have I have uh, no business uh, uh, questioning the the, leg- the, uh, the accuracy of what this Ava Kian wrote, but I would contend it's a non-factor. It's a non-story, mm-hmm. just like the dryer uh, and the clothesline story. That had to be a friend of the New York Times reporter who said, you know what, why don't you do a piece on the fact that we could really save the earth if we didn't use a dryer right. and just do what I do, hang up my clothes outside. <laughs> and and uh, it has to be, these have to be relationships that result yeah. in these pieces getting in the paper. Because there really right. isn't a, uh, this is the first time in my life uh, I ever heard of a vegan concern at the fair. 
And uh, I, re- I got your vegan right here, okay? A vegan. Well, concern. John, I, isn't your son? Your son's vegan, correct? No, he's not vegan. He he does not eat a lot of meat, but he does eat meat. In fact, he wanted to go back to the fair yesterday for a third time because he wanted another Reuben from O'Karras. So yeah. he does oh, eat meat on occasion, but Reuben. rarely, very rarely does he eat meat. But uh, it's just be- for health things reasons. No well, other reason. I think the thing to watch uh, is now that this has been thrown into the public arena. Uh, I, I hope that the, the, the fair doesn't buckle and believe they owe the vegan community mm. more vegan places. Well, someone will open up a shop, no one will buy their crap, and then they'll go out of business, basically. That's just it. That's how it works. Yeah, Some right. uh, uh, shops are more uh, popular than others, and if it doesn't work, you just, you're done at the fair. And I think I understand where your point of view is coming from, Such. From it's probably coming from the fact that uh, the four of us here um, repeatedly, on a weekly basis, uh, request that you write about one of us for right. this Mention upcoming your column. Sundays. Yeah. Your column, yeah. Yeah. Well, just do a piece never, on me. I, I'm fascinating. I'm fascinating, Joe. <laughs> you think Red Savoy has a vegan pizza? They uh, have a veggie oh, yeah. pizza. They have a veggie pizza. It's called a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a great September carryout special now at all 16 Red Savoy's locations. What do you get? Well, if you've been going to restaurants lately, Rook, yep, there ain't, there's no, they're having help problems, yep. and, and it's yeah, no different do. in the pizza business. Yep. Uh, it's important to be kind to those who show up in that spirit. Red Savoy is encouraging people to stop into a restaurant and pick up their pizza. You know, like the old days. The old days. Picking up your pizza will help Red Savoy navigate the labor shortage, and they're going to make it worthwhile for you. Right now, you can get a large one-topping pizza with cheese bread for twenty-two ninety-nine when you pick up your pizza at any Red Savoy location. So, GLers, let's uh, let's give Red Savoy a shout and try that carryout special this month. Download the Red Savoy app or visit SavoyPizza.com, and remember, you're going to get a pull tab in every box, yep. mm-hmm. and that way you can uh, you can win free pizza, pasta, wings, salads, cookies, pop, as well as money off your next purchase. But the ultimate prize, you could win free pizza for a year with uh, pizza and pull tabs from Red Savoy. Hey, GLers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they've been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Connecticut system a couple of years ago. I have the S. 650 system inside my home it made an absolute world of difference it improved everything your 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 dishes your your laundry your showers everything inside your home gets better with Connecticut and my friends at Hofferman Water if you already have a water treatment system in your home well they can help you with service and repairs they specialize in Connecticut products but service many other major brands too they can also help with salt delivery filter changes parts repairs and more give them a shout today You can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at HoffermanWater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Who 
Who dis? This is the Suave Brothers who when joined us at the fair. When the start to play, dance with me, make me sway. Let's dance, Sooch. All right, let's go, like Lizzie Ocean hugs the shore. What a Monday I had yesterday. I went to the Western Minnesota Steam Threshers reunion over the weekend, Rolog, Minnesota. I can't even begin to calculate how millions, how many millions of gallons of seafoam motor treatment have been used on these old gas and diesel tractors. I can't and all believe you're I saying saw. this. Why? Because will you hear my next email? And I didn't uh, know you were going to mention this. No, I would. This is nothing I would discuss with you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> if you happen to. <laughs> Does go. the email say anything about owning a 1940 John Deere B and how many gallons he has to use to keep that thing firing? You start that thing with a flywheel. Uh, if you own a 1906, let's say, a Minneapolis steam powered tractor or a. Uh, an old threshing machine, you better stock up on the deep creep, my friend. Uh, that deep creep, if you haven't heard by now, the best penetrating and deep lube available works on everything from rusty parts to gummed up firearms and squealing threshing machines. Uh, the Seafoam Motor Treatment, of course, that works on combustion engines of all years, all generations, and it's available everywhere all over the globe. A local company with a worldwide reach. Truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Truly seafoam. Check this out, Kenny. Yeah. Uh, Joe Ch- Mike Check writes, it's C-Z-E-C-H. I'm going to pronounce it Check. Check, yes. Uh, Mike writes, hello, Joe. I found out recently that you have a podcast and have been listening to all the recent ones. Also, I have gone back to June so far on past podcasts. I re- podcasts. I really enjoyed listening to your radio show over the years, and I'm now a Garage Logic podcast junkie. You will be happy to hear that my listening is taking place while operating my three-cylinder Kubota tractor while watering a patch of grass with a one-cylinder generator powering a water pump in the bucket of the tractor. This weekend was the Western Minnesota Steam Thrashers reunion in Rolog, Minnesota. This is the penultimate event for steam engines and most other engines powered by diesel, propane, coal, wood, coal oil, and gasoline. The site for this venue was a 210-acre plot just north of town with a large pond in the center. I arrived this Saturday just in time to witness the tractor parade, which lasted over two hours and included every type and model of tractor from Case Steam-Powered to Minneapolis Moline diesel and gas-powered units. The mixture of smells, wood smoke, coal smoke, diesel, and gasoline exhaust would warm any GLer's heart. There were at least 40,000 people in attendance on Saturday and plenty of food to eat with many church kitchens scattered around the venue. There were two full-size steam locomotives running around the perimeter of the acreage, pulling what looked like cattle cars with bleachers that were packed with people. I tried this ride and thoroughly enjoyed the view of all the sites around the compound. They were operating steam shovels, steam sawmills, steam pumps, steam air compressors, and every kind of hydrocarbon producing engine from the 1800s to the present. There was even a steam-powered carousel with a calliope. OSHA was not in evidence, and both kids and adults at (laughs) most times were separated from the huge and dangerous equipment with twine or rope on piers. Uh, A dock, I guess. You'd tie a kid to something. It appeared that everyone was having a simply marvelous experience. The whole compound, including the railroad tracks and railway bed, was built solely by volunteers and is maintained and operated by volunteers. The event is staged every year over the Labor Day weekend, and I can wholeheartedly recommend it to any GLer. 
Caution, anyone with a breathing condition probably should not attend unless they have their own oxygen supply and full form-fitting mask. Even though there is plenty of breeze in the area, as evidenced by numerous wind generators, I would hazard a guess that CO2 monitors would be going off on a continuous <laughs> basis. GL or forever, Mike, check. So that's where you were, Kenny. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like it was fascinating. Uh, you're, no, you didn't just say that and mean it, did you? Yes, I did. <laughs> Joe, Those are cylinders, baby. If I would have said any of that to you on or off the air, you would start screaming expletives at me. You're don't, wrong. Don't try to come off like like you're a friend of the steam and the thresher Yes, crowd. I am. Oh, he's a big fan. I'm he's a been friend there. of the threshold he's community. He's in the crowd. He just doesn't want the full, you know, front Reavers, row. What's that Germantown, Czech town south of you down there, south of Prior Lake? Uh, New Ulm. Um, no, it's not New oh, Ulm. Uh, uh, you're thinking of uh, Montgomery. No. New no. Ulm. Uh, New Prague. New Prague. Yeah, New Prague. Thank you. Schumacher's. New Prague has a show. Now Then has a show. Uh, Dalton, Minnesota has a show. And uh, the uh, Rolog show is the only one I've never been to, so I had to hit that. And it was everything that the emailer said. Yeah. Where yeah. Where is Rolog? It is, um, I would say, almost directly west of Detroit Lakes. Oh, it's way up there. It, yeah, it took me maybe 90 minutes yeah. to, to get here, it, but it was... It was absolutely wonderful. I even rode on the steam train. And if you followed me on Twitter, you would have seen that I tweeted a, a, a video of the steam train hmm. going by. That's in Clay County, Joe. <laughs> yeah, see, that's interesting. There we go. There we go. That's the Joe I was looking for. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, Mike Check deserves the, the applause because he's a new listener. You have to listen. <laughs> I could literally go on all day about that sort of thing. I, I love that stuff. Our friend uh, Carrie Moran, we knew her as Carrie Clatt. Mm-hmm. Yep. What an email. Hi, guys. <laughs> they all have to do this with me now. Right. We had the kids fishing off the dock this weekend at the cabin, and my three year old tangled his line pretty good and said, Hold, Hold up. up. <laughs> Wait, Wait a minute. minute. Something, Something ain't right. right. Love that. <laughs> Joe, you've worried about your grandkids swiping the phone. Maybe I should worry about my kid listening to you guys, Ooh. but he loves it. He'll be the coolest kid in preschool someday. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. I can just see the kid with the tangled mess. Minor. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something, something, ain't, something right. ain't right. The nine and six-year-old are doing it now at home, too, because I keep doing it. You know, we should credit. We're going to continue to use it because I love it. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. But we didn't invent that. No. Uh, what's no. the guy's name? We remember his uh, name. Kenny's a big fan because he's the one that pointed it out yeah. to us. All you have to do is Google that phrase. Hold up, wait a minute, yeah. something ain't right, and it comes up. And he's a comedian. Uh, he does a series of videos where he's being interviewed as the man on the street. Yeah, and they're always outrageous, funny. Um, not safe for kids. Right. Not safe for kids or work or anywhere else no. because he, he gets graphic. Uh, but it's really funny. <laughs> like the one that I initially no, sent no. you. Yeah. Okay. No, open the door. I said, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. 
They were like cat dog. They were attached. <laughs> he catches. Yeah, well, we don't need to go into it. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh... He catches his wife with her boyfriend, and that's about where we have to end the discussion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, boy, was he puzzled. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was puzzled. He was so puzzled. all you have to do is uh, Google, uh, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right, and you'll yeah. find him. Uh, let's take a break, should we? Okay. Uh, the mayor needs a glass of water, and Johnny Height has to prepare his news. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here with a couple of questions for you. Are you noticing a decrease in the following? Maybe strength, endurance, enjoyment of life, libido, or maybe it's just a lack of energy. Are you tired of feeling exhausted even after you eat dinner? I've got an answer for you. You need to call my friends at Everest Men's Health. From signs of low testosterone to other deficiencies, they examine every single area important to a man's overall health. And that allows them to develop an easy-to-follow plan that will ensure your success. It does not matter where you fall on the spectrum of men's health. The time is right now to come into Everest Men's Health and take the first steps toward realizing your best health possible. The great thing about Everest is their medical specialists look at the entire picture and they figure out what is causing these changes to you. They start with a full medical evaluation to check testosterone levels, important vitamin levels, blood levels, and overall body composition. And once they identify the deficiencies such as low T or vitamin deficiencies, they create a personalized lifestyle program that can include testosterone testosterone replacement, medication management, vitamin and natural supplementation, and exercise prescription and nutritional guidance. Trust me, Everest is fantastic, and they provide a comfortable environment that is not intimidating like other medical clinics. They specialize in men's health, and they can be your doctor for all your health needs, and they will refer you to a specialist if needed. It's a wonderful environment and fantastic people. Go online right now to EverestMensHealth.com, and you can call today to schedule your $50 testosterone test at any one of their three locations in Woodbury, Plymouth, and now in and please let them know that you heard about them on the Garage Logic podcast. There will be many This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. And I'll be standing here with someone new. There will be others. Well, I'm hearing the tinkling of martini glasses and I'm smelling cigarette smoke. Yeah. Which is just kind of slowly, yeah. just wafting. You. So, Such, yeah. since you're so into threshing machines and mm-hmm. steam-powered tractors <laughs> and it involves cylinders, I'm wondering if you'd care to join me at Heydays this weekend. I got to think. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. No, 54th <laughs> annual celebration. It's this weekend. The 11th and 12th. It's the one weekend each year where the Snow Bear and Snowmobile Club, they're allowed to invite everybody to hang out at their 140-acre facility. It is the official start of winter. It's a must-attend for sled heads. Uh, everybody's going to be there. Articat, Polaris, Kadoo, Yamaha. Uh, the factory trailers are going to be there. Many race teams will be there. Uh, multitude of dealers. Now, this is, if you like getting good deals, this is the place to do it because they sell both new and pre-owned units uh, plus gear, closeouts on gear and clothing and everything. Uh, world-class athletes, and I say that because you've got to be an athlete uh, to hop on a sled with 800 horsepower and do 150 miles per hour on the grass. No, thanks. Uh, biggest swap area in the state, no matter what you're looking for, it can be found at Heydays. It's just off Minnesota 95, about seven miles or so uh, east of North Branch. 
and a website that explains it all, heydays.com. I really do have something. It's got to be about the 46th or 47th annual Antique and Classic Boat Show by the Bob Speltz chapter of the Antique and Classic Boat Society at... Lake Minnetonka, uh, Lord Fletcher's docks. I've been to that. That's a fun one. Oh, I've, that's I've, a good one. I've been in it. I've been in it many times. I've even won it. By the way, thanks a lot, Olson. Um, yeah, thank you. I promise this is not a town ball story. <laughs> I was at I the do. state amateur tournament this weekend. Yeah. I saw a guy came up and introduced himself. He's a huge listener, and he signed off with, "And by the way, tell Olson he couldn't stay on my ditch pickle." <laughs> <laughs> What's a ditch pickle? I love That's brand. What, I love brand loyalists, man. They, <laughs> they see nothing but their own it, brand. It's an Articat snowmobile. Oh, that the likes of Kenny refer to as ditch pickles. Oh, I see. Yeah. Here's Johnny Height. It's a green one, Joe. <laughs> okay, like Not a pickle. One, right. uh, thanks, Joe. The search for a two-year-old girl who went missing from an Edina Park Monday night continued oh. overnight without much success, and the city of Edina says police and fire crews from Edina and neighboring cities will continue the search all day today for Iklis Abduhali Ahmed. The toddler went missing at about 5 p.m. Labor Day. She's believed to have wandered off from her family who are at Roseland Park just off of Valley View Road. She was wearing white clothing and an orange hijab when she went missing. If you have any information, uh, you are asked to call the I'm not uh, liking this story. No, no. (sighs) Police department. Um, yeah. that, I, a, an autistic kid in Australia, though, was just found after three days yeah. in the wilderness. Wow. Yep. Drinking so, water out of a stream, right? right they found him. Right. Yeah. We can root for this little kid, but I'm not liking the vibe here. Yeah. Uh, as you talked about last night at the state fair, a bit of an altercation late in the evening. Some folks tried to rush in the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office uh, about 8 o'clock said this happened. Uh, the group, including a man with a gun, tried to force their way in. Fair security and sheriff deputies responded and pushed them back. Uh, the fair, of course, wrapping up yesterday uh, on its second Sunday. It took a while to get there, but the fair had its one millionth visitor on the second Sunday. For comparison, it took only seven days in 2019 to hit that milestone. Attendance numbers that have been shared thus far show it's far from record-breaking, but still, according to officials, a good turnout. And uh, you can still get a job there if you'd like. They're still hiring as the cleanup begins for the fair. Oh, that'd be the fun job. <laughs> yeah. I think it, I, I'm glad it pulled off. It's a miracle. Yeah. Depending on the workload, officials say cleanup could last all month long. What you kind of person, who goes into a bathroom and then doesn't flush? What's that all about? Come on. Get what it is, together. What does people. that have to do social with Social contract. Oh, yeah, at the fair, you mean? contract. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what you're taking away from the fair, huh, Kenny? You had a little downtime, did you? Well, you know, you wonder why that one stall is open. You open the door and you see why. You You make a beeline for it, too, because everything else is busy. That's it. A federal judge has thrown out the death sentence for a man convicted in the 2003 slaying of a North Dakota college student. Judge Ralph Erickson ruled Friday that misleading testimony from a medical examiner and limitations on mental health evidence had violated Alfonso Rodriguez Jr.'s constitutional rights. He ordered a new sentencing phase be conducted. Rodriguez has been on death row at a federal prison for almost two decades in the death of Drew Shodine, a Minnesota woman who was abducted from a Grand Forks Mall parking lot in November 2003. Rodriguez, a sex offender, was arrested the following month. Despite several massive searches, Shodine's body wasn't found until the following April. 
near Crookston, Minnesota. The abduction and slaying of Shodin prompted a dramatic shift in the way Minnesota handles convicted sex offenders, leading to a spike in the number committed indefinitely to the state sex offender treatment program beyond their prison sentences. Acting U.S. Attorney Nick Chase issued a statement, did not say what prosecutors planned to do next in this case. A 15-year-old boy has been charged in connection to that police pursuit that ended in a crash that killed two teens on Friday. According to the Ramsey County Attorney's Office, the boy is charged with two counts of criminal vehicular homicide, one count of fleeing a, pe a, a peace officer, excuse me, and three counts of criminal vehicular operation. On Friday night, six teens were allegedly in a stolen car, which crashed in Maplewood after what the sheriff's office said was a two-mile chase. Two of the teens, Marcaz Paramo, 14, and L.J. Thomas, 15, died in the crash. Police said that three of the people in the car ran away and two were caught. The sheriff's pursuit policy not publicly available. Uh, the uh, office had said nothing yet about the pursuit. Paramo's mother said she wants the pursuit policy to be updated. The boy will make his first court appearance Tuesday afternoon. Well, it couldn't have been much of a pursuit because the officers had lost sight of the car. Yeah, immediately almost. So that tells me that the coppers must have thought, man, hold up, wait a minute, we're going to slow down. Uh, problem in Vadnais Heights, uh, Heights with stray cats. They've been roaming the streets. The, the city's concerned. <laughs> no, not the band. No. The city council is asking, uh, although Brian Setzer does live in the Twin Cities, he but does. anyway, the city council is asking people to help reduce the cat population. They've considered having the cats captured, spayed, or neutered and returned by animal control, but that would cost a lot of money. Greg Urban of Adnes Heights City Council member said, we get a bill for $500 for each one. So we're thinking that might be a little expensive just to return what? the cats. Uh-huh. To Can where you shoot they them? came from. Jeez. Joel. Yeah, you know what Pat would so. say. You know what Patrick not, would not say. Not a problem. Where'd you get I the get, dead cat? I get you a cat. It's not, not a problem. A problem. Not a problem. Uh, the city says part of the problem is uh, residents keep feeding the cats. They said, please oh, stop feeding the cats, and then perhaps the... Well, I bet uh, they don't have any mice in Vadnais Heights. Probably yeah. not. Uh, yeah, you probably take yeah. some, you know, you take your good with the bad, That's right? how I looked take at it. Take the good with the, the bad. The problem full. is the, the barn cats get lazy when they're being fed. Mm -hmm. You can't feed the barn cats. You, you, you want a hungry uh, barn cat. Right. Yes, yeah, so yeah. they won't go kill the mice if you're feeding them. They'll right. Say, ah, I got food here. So, you know? Yeah, going to lay around in bellyache <laughs> until the next meal. Right. <laughs> a 21-year-old Chicago man has been charged in connection with a fatal July shooting in St. Paul. Jalen Wells, arrested by an FBI task force in Chicago, was extradited to Minnesota, has been charged with two counts of second-degree murder in connection with that incident. Uh, the shooting, we talked about this one on the air, you might remember, happened about 1.30 in daylight in the afternoon. Right at Fairview and St. Clair. Yep, just blocks yeah. away from McAllister College. Officers found a man suffering from gunshot wounds inside a vehicle. Emergency responders performed life-saving measures, but the man died a short time later. The Ramsey County Medical Examiner identified the man as 28-year-old Devante Stephen Ingram of Brooklyn Park. According to the complaint, witnesses at the scene told officers two men had left the scene following the shooting. One witness said two men could be seen fighting inside the, the vehicle in which Ingram was found dead. John, did you... Is this another story? Because you had a, another one last week when we were at the fair of a guy from Chicago that came up here and killed that somebody. That was the guy who killed uh, the baseball coach on 169. Remember oh, the, yes. Yeah. The yes, youth yes, baseball yes. coach. Uh, there was a traffic uh, situation. We still don't know what the trouble was. This idiot shot the baseball coach. 
That's right. Yeah. And this incident was allegedly they just thought it was a good place to do a drug deal. Yeah, allegedly. this was a bad yeah. drug deal. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, are you still meeting and greeting your fellow motorists on the freeway with the uh, one fingered salute, nope. or if you calm that down? No, I don't. I don't do that, Kenny. Okay. Good. No. Good. Bru- Brian Riley, a former Marine accused of killing four people and engaging in a shootout with police in Florida, was denied bond in his first court appearance yesterday. The 33-year-old Riley is facing numerous charges, including four counts of first-degree murder after allegedly fatally shooting multiple people and injuring an 11-year-old girl. The shootings occurred around 4 in the morning Sunday in Lakeland, Florida. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd announced Riley's arrest in a news conference Sunday, calling the suspect, quote, evil in the flesh. Judd said Riley told investigators during an interrogation they begged for their lives, but I shot them anyway. Jeez. Mm. Uh, Did he randomly go to a house, John? It was, yeah, it was uh, nobody he knew, according to the police. Because uh, he shot the appear. mother holding the baby, holding, and she's begging yep. for her life, and she shot, yep. he shot the baby. Mm-hmm. Appeared to be have no ties in the Lakeland oh. area, according to police, wow. uh, with the city or the people that he killed. He did tell investigators he was high on methamphetamines at the time. Um, John, are you, are you done with that story? Yeah. Can you go back to that first story about the uh, the car that was stolen? Did you, I missed that, did you know anything about the individual? Did they name a, uh, give an age or a name? Yeah. Uh, they were all uh, 14, 15, and 16, I believe. Let me go back and see. Wow. I mean, where do they go to school? I'm, I know they probably they won't release that information, Matthew. but. They don't. Right. 14 yeah. and 15. Yeah, they, they were the two okay, killed. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, were the two killed were fourteen and fifteen. So maybe I'm just making an assumption that wow. the rest were. Another observation that. here: we've made it many times. These are young people with uh, no one to teach them how to drive. Yeah. That's or, another. True. That's true. True. Mm-hmm. Fourteen, fifteen-year-old haven't gone through driver's training to get your permit, anything like that, and they think they can just go. I don't Feral think Dad's setting youth. up uh, garbage cans on the street to teach them how to parallel probably park. Probably not. No. They're, I don't think uh, Dad's around. Yeah. Probably Grand Theft Auto, or probably their uh, their familiarity with driving. Twin Cities comedy pioneer Scott Hansen died over the weekend. A comic credited with putting the Twin Cities stand-up scene on the map. Patrick Straits, the author of a book called Funny Thing About Minnesota, The Rise, Fall, and Rebirth of the Twin Cities Comedy Scene, he said, when you're talking about Minnesota comedy legends, nobody's bigger or more important than Scott Hansen. Hansen started out doing stand-up with guys like Louie Anderson in open comedy clubs that brought in big comics before they were big. Uh, Straits said he brought in folks like Jerry Seinfeld, Jay Leno, Joan Rivers, and Ellen DeGeneres, all these massive names, he said, who now do Vegas and arenas. Scott was the first one to bring them to Minnesota, Straight said. After years of battling health issues, Hanson passed away Sunday. He was 66 I never met him. Old. I never met him. Good dude. Yeah. I met yeah. him. Uh, well, we used to have him on uh, a show I used to produce. He was on a lot. Yeah. So I met him. He was times. a big fellow, wasn't yes, he? Yes, he was. Yes. He was, but I didn't really realize. I mean, I knew that he was big when he was when he was here, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that he gave so many of those, you know, Seinfeld and Ellen yeah. uh, their spots here he before is, they were. Yeah, he's beloved. Because uh, I know somebody That's that used great. to work with him, and he is absolutely beloved. That's a big loss, literally. Uh, we also lost an actor who played one of the truly great characters on a television series. Actor Michael K. Williams played the rogue robber of drug dealer Omar Little on The, the Wire. Wire. Yep. 
He was found dead Monday afternoon in his penthouse. His death is being investigated as a possible drug overdose. He was 54 years old. Uh, Little, the character, was a stick-up boy based on real figures from Baltimore, uh, the most popular character among the devoted, uh, devoted fans of The Wire. He was also a character actor in other shows and films for more than two decades. He was Chalky White in HBO's Boardwalk Empire, also in multiple movies. As Little, he played a criminal with a strict moral code known for taking advantage of a reputation for brutality that wasn't always real. Uh, he accepted... Uh, different parts from HBO shows, and he said the character of Omar thrusted him into the limelight. He said, I had very low self-esteem growing up, a high need to be accepted, just a corny kid from the projects, but all of a sudden I'm like, Omar, yo, and I'm getting respect from people who probably would have took my lunch money as a kid. The campaign to recall Governor Gavin Newsom in California is losing its momentum, it appears, in the past month. Betters uh. now say that there's an 85% chance the effort will fail. According to political betting website Predict It, the Democrats' odds of staying in office after the recall on September 14th reached their highest mark last week since early July. And the state will continue on its path of destruction. And the smear campaign of Larry Elder is mm-hmm. just embarrassing. It really is. Uh, the uh, Minnesota State Fair has just released their attendance. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, yeah. I don't know if you have this in your story already, John. I just saw it. If you want to know, what that. is it? Uh, what, yeah. What do you got? For 2021, one million three hundred one thousand. Half of 2019. Basically, that was 21, 2 million, 2.126 million. That's the all-time record. Was 2019. The lowest day was Thursday, the first Thursday, sixty-one thousand nine eighty-three. The highest was Saturday, the first Saturday, I'm sorry, first Sunday, 149,000 people made it in. What? And then, uh, wait, wait, keep going. Uh, Saturday, 153, Sunday, 153, and Monday, yesterday, 123. So they bounced back the last four days, well, but the weather, really not the weather enough to get up, make it yeah. up. Big yeah. time yeah. over the weekend. You know, Chris offered an aside there um, before Matthew gave us those numbers that would really be worth a further discussion at some point. Uh, the way that uh, the the left oh. has turned, uh, just in well, not turned. They just they're showing what vile cretins they really are when they start in on Larry Elder simply because he's a conservative, mm-hmm. yeah, a, a black conservative. Well, Joe, wow. you made the. I don't know if you said this on the show or off the show, but you basically said it's he's so in bed. I'm talking about Newsom now in bed with the. Teachers' unions yeah. and the unions in that state. That and that's... Biden's flying out there to campaign for him. Wow. So it's come wow. on. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Does and Joe have anything sig- else to do right now? I mean, because we don't have any issues anywhere else, do no. we? Right. Okay. How, how many signatures on that recall effort? Oh, do you enough, remember? Enough to get I the recall know. going. Yeah. So the president of the United States is going to stick by him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. In the town of Sandwich... And, sorry, John. And, and yeah. if you're a black and a conservative, you better hop into the closet because, uh, oh boy, you might be the most hated person in America if that's the case. <laughs> Larry has said some weird things, though. You got He that. has, but uh, you've read... I, and I, I like Larry fine, but, you know. He, he has, but, um, I mean, John, it's really vile. It's really oh, bad, yeah. the things that the yeah. people are saying. Anyway... Yeah. In the town of Sandwich, Massachusetts, a man faces driving under the influence charges. See if you ever done if you've done this one, Joe. This might go in your notebook. Hey, uh, driving under the influence after police said he dragged a 19-foot boat behind his vehicle 
and I do mean actually dragged. Oh. No trailer, nothing Whoops. under the boat. I've never done that. I've never <laughs> done on that. Purpose. Wait a minute. On purpose. On purpose. Wait, wait, wait. On it was purpose, a, yes. It, it was a Chrysler tri-hull, right? Because that's the only way you haul those things around. <laughs> At about 1.30 in the morning Saturday, Sandwich Police said an officer was almost hit head-on by the vehicle pulling a boat on the service road. The boat had fallen off a trailer, apparently, and now is being dragged in the opposite lane of traffic, police said. After avoiding a collision, the officer was able to stop the driver. 22-year-old John Ferguson was arrested and charged with operating under the influence, negligent operation, and marked lanes violation. He'll be arraigned later this week. Was it worth it? Where was he going, I wonder, at 1.30? To the lake. Yeah. Going to fish. To the find some water. <laughs> <laughs> Hours after Prime Minister Justin Trudeau vowed that he wouldn't back down in the face of anti-vaxxer mobs, protesters, many of them opposed to coronavirus vaccinations and public health measures, threw gravel at him at a campaign stop on Monday night. The incident occurred while Trudeau was boarding his campaign bus after an event at a brewery in London, Ontario, about 120 miles southwest of Toronto. Videos posted to social media of the episode show protesters throwing gravel at the Prime Minister and some of the reporters traveling with him. Trudeau turned toward the direction the gravel was coming from and boarded the bus. Speaking to reporters on a campaign plane, Trudeau said that some of the projectiles might have hit his shoulder. I uh, said it was not a big deal. Is he the guy the that Melania uh, stared longingly oh, yes. at? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Never been looked at like that. <laughs> yeah. no, they not. are fed <laughs> up with him, though, in Canada. Know, they are fed up with yeah. him. Yeah. It was the latest ugly scene in a 36-day federal election campaign that's not been short of them. Uh, Trudeau last month called a snap federal election for September 20th, betting his handling of the public health and economic crises wrought by the pandemic would help him to regain a majority in the House of Commons. With under two weeks before the vote, his Liberal Party running neck and neck with the Conservative Party. From the early days of the campaign, Trudeau has sought a uh, position uh, to position vaccine mandates as a wedge issue. Polls show that Canadians overwhelmingly support such measures. A pro tip, if you're going to forge your vaccination card, yeah. uh, spell spell the name of the vaccine used correctly. Go. And no backwards E's. Right. Uh, a suburban <laughs> Chicago woman was arrested in Hawaii after court records show she entered the state with a fake COVID-19 vaccine card that misspelled Moderna as Madderna, M-A-D-E-R-N-A. Uh, she is 24-year-old Chloe Morozak. I don't oh, think any relation any to relation Morozak we know. Was arrested Who do we know August. it's Morozak? Melly. 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 Could be a relationship. Yeah, yeah it could be. Melly would. Melly would. Come on. Come on. There's rule. Okay. There. There's rule. You, you just took a big step closer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She was arrested August 28th at the airport in Oahu, faces a misdemeanor charge of falsified vaccination documents. The investigators think that Morozak submitted the false cards to avoid the state's 10-day mandatory quarantine that was put into place after Hawaii's governor issued an emergency proclamation. Uh, investigators contacted Delaware's immunization program where the card said she was inoculated and learned that the state did not use National Guard to administer vaccination shots like her card said. The state also said there was no record of a vaccination under Morozak's name and date of birth. <laughs> Travel records records listed her departure date as August 28th. Her bail set at $2,000. What will crime look right. like in the future? Because people are stupid. They can't write. They can't spell. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be dreadful. It really is going to be. They can't read. No, no. It's, it, I don't. 
Why does this have to be an arrestable offense? Really? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, John, I wasn't listening that oh, much. I was. Kenny, th- you can't I, do it. Kenny's playing the game of just give it up. You can't right. give it up. This uh, is a, a piece of information that she can't f- uh, falsify. You guys still agree with me that a, a Grunhofer's brat stand at the fair would have been a big hit? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. huh? yes. Seriously? Yes. Yeah, but yes. then you would break all attendance records just because Grunhofer's is at the fair. They still have sides of beef. You can save money and beat the increase in beef prices. Uh, and sides of beef, hogs, and lambs are coming in. Grunhoffers can help with anything that walks with four legs. The original location, of course, is in Hugo, just north of Hugo on Highway 61. And a new second Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats in Forest Lake on Highway 97. Kenny, three point some miles east of 35, right? Three quarters of a mile. Oh, three quarters of a mile east of 35 on 97. Uh, but you know the drill. I bet uh, GLers had a wonderful Labor Day weekend with the Wagyu steaks and burgers, the brats, the hams, the uh, salmon, bacon. It's just wonderful, wonderful stuff. It has been since 2007 when uh, Spencer struck out on his own to create this wonderland of meat. Uh, Johnny, an absolute wonderland. And Kenny went last week and never told the rest nope, of us. Not yeah, thanks for Kenny. Um, it looks like this is Screw from... Screw you guys. This is from Alex uh, <laughs> Jokic of KSTP updating us on the two-year-old story. Yeah. It's not looking good. Um, she's reporting that they just moved back. The police line at the park, they had brought in a number of buses for people that were going to help look for her. Right. Um, it looks like first responders are now focusing on a pond next to Highway 62. Uh, The Minnesota Zoo announcing the Jack-O-Lantern Spectacular will be back at the zoo this fall. Thousands of carved pumpkins light up a trail at the zoo every night, October 1st through November 7th. Uh, This will be the third year of the Jack-O-Lantern Spectacular. They did take the year off last year due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, This year's event, they say, will feature 5,000 pumpkins and a new theme, naturally magical, new designs including a rotating selection of expertly carved pumpkins, including some that took more than 30 hours to create. The pumpkins will be carved in the likeness of animals, people, and places around the world. Uh, Tickets to the event are required. They go on sale Wednesday, September 8th. That is tomorrow. You can buy them online at the zoo's website. If you have young people, it's uh, pretty neat to go through that. We went through that a couple years ago, and it uh, uh, it was pretty neat to check out. A brothel. In Australia, in Sydney, has been shut down after police allegedly found customers and employees inside not wearing face masks. Hmm. Total of $12,500 in fines were issued after police were called to the Royal Asian Brothel on Euston Road. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Did, they have yes, a special, did they have a special uh, face mask for... Oh, no. okay. No. So wait a minute, wait a minute, check this Don't. out. Yeah. You mean to tell uh, me uh, yeah. something no. ain't right? That you got to wear a face mask while you're at the uh, brothel? That's uh, apparently, uh, yeah. Huh. A member, a member of the public apparently <laughs> tipped you know, off Crime Stoppers. Well, no. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, I know. No. Tipped off Crime Stoppers claiming the business was open. Only essential businesses right now are permitted, permitted to welcome essential. customers. Brothels are not considered essential, Kenny, what? under the public health orders in Australia. Officers discovered three female workers aged 31, 36, and 56, and two male patrons aged 56 and 57 inside. One of the men claimed he had been visiting the brothel to issue a quote for a paint job, and that's the only reason he was there. Yep, just the The painter. 
Other man said he was visiting his girlfriend. Oh, my yeah. God. No matter what um, trouble they get in with the law, it's only about as half as bad as what's going to happen at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the owner, a 57-year-old woman, was fined $5,000 for failing to comply with the notice Please direction. Please check your um, text messages. I found uh, they had some evidence that was outside the brothel, <laughs> and that's the type of mask that they were Jesus. using. Each, uh, each member of Group was Matthew. fine. What did he do? That's the uh, Joe. That's the Matthew. type of face mask that was being used. You can't. Don't. I don't. Uh, that. Uh, I wouldn't. John, no, that's sure enough not. news. <laughs> don't you think? Huh? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Seems like it. All right. Sure. We'll, we'll come back though. Okay. Got yeah. her. Okay. Or are we just gonna groove on this? Cause I love this. Just Here we go. kiss me once, then kiss me twice, then kiss me once again. It's been a long, long time. Nice. Dean Martin, right? Haven't felt like this, my dear, since can't remember when. It's been a long, long oh. time. You'll never know how many wow. dreams I dreamed about you But just how empty they are seen without you So kiss me once, then kiss me twice, then kiss me once again It's been a long, long time Alright, only! No, that's no kitties up. Early goose season now <laughs> open. Bear hunting open. Waterfall, pheasant, firearms, deer season all coming up. So you better log on to DKMags.com. Or you know what? Even better. Stop in for a visit uh, at DK Mags. They're on Old 8 in New Brighton. Or even Monticello Pond and Gun. Firearms for all ages. Disciplines, uh, be it small game, large game, waterfall, whatever. DK Mags and Monticello Pond and Gun. Best source for everything you need with competitive prices, great sound advice, and boy, if you need something for self-defense or home protection, DK Mag should be your first and only stop. You'll get friendly service, sound advice, like I said, um, and they're DK Mags, New Brighton, Monticello, Pond and Gun. They're right on 25, just south of 94 in Monticello. 5% off of firearms and accessories if you're in the law enforcement game or a first responder or in the service or a veteran thereof. DKMags.com. Good luck, GLers. Good luck. We were talking about Larry Elder and Gavin Newsom and how the president's going to fly out to California and yep. uh, try to help Newsom avoid this recall. Uh, it reminds me of a George Will column about three weeks ago when he visited with Elder at Elder's house. And the statistics that Will ferreted out about California are, are mind-blowing. And now, so immediately after the show, I will find that column, and I'll have it for you tomorrow. Statistics based on the economy, based, things yes, like that? Yes, on, on what trouble they're in and what, what it costs to live there. It, the, the statistics are, <clears throat> you, you will find them unbelievable. I told you guys this when we were there back in March. I, I said to my wife, we went grocery shopping, and I said, how in God's name do people afford to live out here? Mm-hmm. It was I'll ridiculous. have that for you tomorrow. Only. 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 Because they Only. come to us all the way from 
Marloth Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. On this day in 1876, hmm. the Younger Gang tried to rob the First National Bank in Northfield. Oh. Bookkeeper Joseph Lee Haywood delayed the robbery by refusing to open the vault and paid with his life. A gunfight in the streets of Northfield followed. Uh, two of the robbers died and two more were wounded. A posse, uh, Bob and Jim, who would be sentenced... What now? A posse, Bob and Jim, who would be sentenced to life in prison. Two of the gang members escaped as, as the younger brothers often worked with Frank and J.C. James. It was assumed that they took part in that crime, but their guilt has never been proven. I saw uh, Younger's ear. He's, uh, his uh, ear is in a museum in Northfield. Oh, Northfield during the Jesse James days. Yeah, yeah. Is it, it all shriveled up and Yes, gross? it doesn't look much like an ear anymore. <laughs> on this day in 1885, the Minnesota State Fair opened on its present grounds. The area was in St. Paul at the time and later part of Falcon Heights. The Twin Cities had battled about which one would host the fair, but Ramsey County's donation of 200 acres for a permanent fairground clinched St. Paul's victory. The site had been the Ramsey County Poor Farm. Did you know that? No. The poor farm right by Aldrich? No, no, over at the fairgrounds. Mm. And on this day in 1996, Kirby Puckett's Salute to You draws 51,000 fans to the Metrodome. On July 12, Puckett had announced his impending retirement. He would be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame on August 5, 2001. And that's when Royce walked into the wrong house. Uh, yeah, he was in the wrong house for a while. Hey, the upstairs needs some paper. Thank you, GL. Wait a minute, really quick. You yeah. said that the fair opened on this day. So did it used to be after Labor Day? I don't know. It must have been. Okay. Yeah. When did Labor Day start? It probably started as a six-day fair, then it went to eight, Monday. then 10, then 12. Its current uh, length is 12 days. And it's no, I mean, like, it started at midnight on Monday. Yeah. Okay. Hey, um, Labor Day started. Before we wrap up this fine award-winning broadcast. Labor Day, Labor Day, by the way. Yes, Tell sir. me. Yes, sir. On this day. Yeah, on this Labor Day. In 1885, same year as the fair, Minnesota celebrated its first Labor Day. The state legislature declared the first Monday in September a legal holiday in 1893. There's your history. Thanks for grabbing that back. Appreciate it. You feel fulfilled now. You bet. Uh, Before we run, I need to remind you, GLers, about our new friends at Mosaica Hard Surface right here in St. Paul. They specialize in the sourcing, supply, and installation of hard surface-based materials such as granite, marble, and quartz for your kitchen, bath, fireplace, bar, outdoor kitchen, anywhere you dream up. They can get it done. They can get it done right and also under budget. Now, Corey and Jay are the owners. They're huge fans of Garage Logic, and they are the real deal. There's a lot of people out there doing this, but I'm here to tell you they are the best. They've been around for over 20 years, and they do things the GL way, meaning they use common sense, and they do it the right way. Give them a call today, 651-242-0894. You can call Corey directly. Uh, stop in, in their showroom and say hi, or just visit them online at mosaicahardsurface.com. That's M-O-S. A-I-C-A, hardsurface.com. Bruh. Nice job, bro. Thanks, it's bro. nice to be back in the studio it for is. sure. I do miss, though, the the post-game, you know, corn dog and... <laughs> right, maybe uh, Too occasional hard beer <laughs> right, right after. I don't think they have that downstairs in the cafeteria. No, they really do. don't. Right no, now I'm really staring don't. at podmn.com on my laptop here. 
looking, just poking around. If you are looking to be entertained, educated, or whatever the case may be, if you're just looking for some new podcasts, they are available on podmn.com on your uh, computer, laptop, etc. But you can also download the app. makes it much easier. That's just podmn on your smartphone. Check them out for a uh, Listen Local podcast, many Minnesota podcasts, and so much more. Podmn on your smartphone, podmn.com on your computer. And then while you're there, you should see, if you haven't already, and you saw us at the fair, we were live on Facebook, the Garage Logic page, which we invite you to uh, subscribe or follow, and also subscribe to the YouTube page on Garage Logic. Very popular, and there's some great highlights. Check it all out. YouTube, Garage Logic, subscribe. It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again, and you should call him today for that free 48-minute financial consultation by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that number is 952-925-5608. You will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice, and Josh is with us right now. And Josh, two big downgrades today. Are there ways that people can take advantage? Two big downgrade today. Morgan Stanley downgraded U.S. equities over the next two months because of outsized risk related to growth policies and the legislative agenda. Definitely, you've got a full calendar down in Washington as the politicians continue to argue about the infrastructure bill and the $3.5 trillion human infrastructure bill that the Democrats are proposing to provide cradle-to-grave economic aid, while at the same time raising significantly taxes. And it's not just taxes on the rich, it's taxes across the board. Very scary situation because the increased taxes on capital gains and on a state could definitely provide some penalties on small businesses, family farm, and family ranches. It is not, in my estimation, well thought out some of these tax proposals. At the same time, Goldman Sachs has downgraded their economic outlook, seeing lower GDP growth due to COVID. They see slower service sector growth and also concerns about Fed reducing their quantitative easing. Tell Rosh Hashanah starts today and by Yom Kippur, which is next week. Pretty big confluence of negative news, but still primarily around COVID and its effect on the economy and concerns, of course, about the Fed and interest rates. Can you take advantage of this? Of course. There are numerous growth-oriented companies that have continued to perform well in this market environment. We have been pounding the table. Tech and other growth companies or companies that utilize technology to help grow their sales and grow their earnings. And whether that be some favorites such as Apple or Amazon, Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook, and Google, I do believe that those companies are still dominant in both the S&P and NASDAQ should be held separately in your portfolio. Football season back upon us. Still look at some of the gaming-related companies, particularly as they do need tax revenue and start to approve online 
gambling and sports betting. So these companies, whether it be a DraftKings, Caesars, Penn Gaming, MGM, Mirage, these companies which have been in, if not bear markets, definitely in corrections for several months, do offer some opportunities going forward. Focus that I would look at during this more volatile time on growth companies that can, are able to use technology to grow their sales and grow their earnings. And you can have, take advantage of the market pullback to make some pretty good buys. Very good. There you have it. Once again, he delivers for us, and that's why you should make that call today to Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. GLers, pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by calling 952-925-5608. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. You got it. Thanks, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.